You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Finally, someone who may hate the government more than me. 93 WIBC, Rob Kendall, Rob Kendall Show. Thanks for joining us. Play along on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall. Joining us now on the drivehubler.com hotline. He's got a podcast that every week tens of thousands flock to. He's he's a leading voice in many cases in the libertarian movement. Chris Spangle of We Are Libertarians Radio Network. All right, Spangle. So I believe the government is completely untrustworthy. They've been incompetent uh, for decades and for generations. And I don't think it makes me a bad person for questioning everything they tell me as it relates to coronavirus virus am i wrong no i think that's good that's like we can just end the interview there <laughs> uh, no i i think i think if you're mad at being sheltered in place you have every right to be upset with the trump administration because rob i don't know if you're aware of this but donald trump is the government now <laughs> and his his uh, appointed cdc director his appointed fda director his appointed secretary of health and human services I think they completely dropped the ball. The president, who is famous for not reading his intelligence briefings, completely ignored this when it was put into his intelligence briefings in January and February. And beyond that, it's it's a multi-administration failure to not be ready for a pandemic. Now, not that any president or administration or state and local government could be prepared for something like this. But it was somewhat preventable, and it certainly was not a mystery. I mean, Bill Gates at one point called this the most predictable disaster. Uh, in uh, He said, a pandemic disease is the most predictable catastrophe in the history of the human race. You know, and that was in 2015 when he said that. So, Chris, Chris Bengals, our guest, uh, we are Libertarians Radio Network on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Uh, it, you know, nobody's been a bigger supporter of Trump than me, but but I got to say that his response to Massey the other day, when he's siding with John Kerry and Rachel Maddow and condemning the one guy who's standing up going, hey, wait a second, maybe $2 trillion should have a little bit more discussion, and you should at least stand up in public and say you're for it. I got to tell you, man, I threw up my hands and said, you're on your own, Trumpster. Yeah, I don't think that there was anything irresponsible for a congressman standing up and saying everybody who's voting on this should put their name to their vote. I don't think that was a crazy notion, but it apparently is in Washington, D.C., where they think they can just pass two trillion up to six trillion dollars. Nancy Pelosi said there'd be another bailout because, as Andrew Cuomo said, this was a joke. They didn't even address the needs of the states and the people who are on the front lines. And then Nancy Pelosi says today, uh, yes, we forgot to address the PPE issue. So typical government, they're going to send you $1,200 for your rent this month that will arrive by the mail, uh, in some cases, four months from now. Small businesses will have to carry payroll for the next four months before they get their their liquidity and bailout. And then they passed three bills so far, and they didn't even address PPE. So they're going to get around to funding personal protective equipment for hospitals right around the end of the apex hits. So I, I just look at this, all of this, and I go, okay, they failed to prevent it. They've actively made it worse. The FDA is not approving home test kits where you swab your own throat and send it in. 
uh, that happened yesterday. <laughs> you, you've made a good Spangle, You made a good point on this too, and I know you've posted several articles related to this. Almost all of the good stuff, the progress, for lack of a better term, has come from the private sector taking it into their own hands. One hundred percent. And that, if you look at the ventilator situation, for instance, we don't need Donald Trump to put the the Defense Production Act into place because Ford, GM. Tesla, they all look at this and they go, wow, there's a low supply, high demand as a businessman. I need to respond. The NBA and the NCAA are some of the biggest heroes in this in saying we're going to forego billions of dollars for the public good. So, you know, the, the people who are staying home and are foregoing their checks at the restaurant, they're the heroes in this. And all of that happened. People started sheltering in place long before the government ever decided to get involved in it. The right thing is to stay home. The moral choice is to stay home. This is biology. We can't – I've seen a lot of people and, you know, maybe some people in the Indianapolis Star that got dinged for this saying, hey, we need to get back to work or we need to do this or that. But the reality is we are not immune to this. This is happening. We can't ignore that it's happening, and we need to do the right and responsible thing, and that is – Stay home, support our medical workers, and the markets are going to do that naturally. We don't need the government to help because, as you saw in the New York Times, the the Trump administration said, uh, we know we need ventilators, but that's going to be a billion dollars. So I don't think that we can fund that. So, no. <laughs> and you go, you just passed a $2 trillion bill. So what what is the government doing to help at this point? How do you look at the response in this situation from Democrats, Republicans, state and local governments – and go, they've really helped us. Even Eric Holcomb putting the shelter-in-place warning. You know who, who is an essential business? Anybody that has a lobbyist that can contact Eric Holcomb's office. Okay, hold, hold, hold on that, because I want, I want to switch gears on that to that. Chris Spangles, our guest from the We Are Libertarians Radio Network, Rob Kendall Show, drivehubler.com hotline. He's joining us on... So people are mad at me because all this stuff Holcomb's doing, which are basically at this point, these press conferences are just basically campaign commercials. He should put the Holcomb 2020 sign behind him. People are like upset at me for saying, wait a second, the governor shouldn't just by fiat be able to shut businesses down or put these travel restrictions in place that are wholly unenforceable and, and just do nothing but scare people. I think they're they're ridiculous. What say you? Well, first, I want to make it clear that I absolutely think that everyone should be self-quarantined. I think that we, we are at a point where people have to stay home. People cannot go to work. People cannot function. And that's because we didn't do what places like South Korea did, which was have proliferated testing early on. And what we should have done if we had been on the ball six weeks ago, then we would have testing. If you're sick, you stay home and everybody else stays at work. So. We're at a point where sheltering in place is necessary. The problem with the government response is that they, they responded at all. I think that the, the, the reality is that if you watch the public sentiment, that week where the NBA was shutting down, people were like, yes, we can do this. We're in this together. And then the second the government gets involved, people all of a sudden are going – they turn into the catch me outside girl. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going outside. I don't care what you say. And, and so prohibition never works when a government agency gets involved. You know, they've, they've put all kinds of prohibitions down, but people are still in the parks. People are still going to be bad actors. They're still going to do what they need to do. And so I, I, I agree with you. I think people 
I'm for voluntary shutdowns. My my company made the choice to shut down. I've been working from home, uh, and the reality is, almost all people are going to do that. But the the restrictions and the tighter the restrictions get, which the, the, they have to look like they're doing something. It's like blazing saddles. So we got to look like we're keeping <laughs> a phony baloney job. You know, so Eric Holcomb and you know. It's just laughable when the guy the week before it really started to hit is going, I don't want to brag, but we've got 100 tests in this state. And you just go, what are, what are any of you worth? Like, what are you doing? They, now we have no idea. The governor can't answer the question to the press of how many beds we have. Well, I, I, know, I know the bed count at Methodist Hospital because I called and asked them. You know, and so it, it just really is sort of uh, loony that we we believe that the government can save us when the best they can do is a check three weeks late for twelve hundred bucks, and that's all you're going to get. Sorry, we ruined the economy. Sorry, we got you all sick. Sorry, we let this proliferate. I, I just don't. I, let I, me I, let me I, get you I, let me get you out of here on this, Chris, because okay. as I as you know, I've had a very high profile feud with an internet tough guy lawmaker here over the past week or two, and yeah, I've seen this completely w- unhinged lawmaker who is yeah. a complete joke. Yeah, all right, go ahead. <laughs> and and I've found this with several lawmakers that I've corresponded with, where they basically go. Yeah, I agree with you. He's kind of overstepped his bounds, and I agree I'm going to send him a sternly worded letter, but uh, on top of that, there's not much else I can do. Should I be nervous that we essentially have a king for like nine months out of the year? Our lawmakers are like, there's nothing we can do to this guy once we leave session. Should I be nervous about that? Yeah. You can organize society based around political economies or economic economies. And political economies are much easier controlled because the people who are in the apparatus of the political economy are terrified little weenies. And they don't actually do anything other than try to make themselves look good and suck up to the people who have true power. When you organize a society around economic principles and economic society – It disperses the decision-making into thousands of different places, and it's much harder to to control. You see that by the way that everything's been shut down step by step by step. It's very hard to shut down and control a market economy like ours. And the more that you centralize power within the political economy, it it makes things much worse. It makes decisions much more uh, likely to fail, and unintended consequences take place. One of the problems with the quarantine and, and shutting down the, the economic section of our society is we're doing it out of public health. Well, the problem is when we reopen and there's not as many jobs, a lot of people are going to turn to the opioid industry to start making money. Well, that's another public health nightmare that's going to have gasoline poured on it. And that's a decision made by the political economy because they're doing what's good right now. They're reacting. Whereas when you look at the beginning of this, the private sector was proactive and was trying to build tests. Roche Diagnostic and Lilly, they're heroes in in getting these tests turned out. And they were prevented by the political side and the FDA from doing any of that. And so we have to ask ourselves, why are we relying on organizing society around a reactive sector instead of a proactive sector that lifts us out of poverty and keeps us safer. Smangle, if people want to learn more about We Are Libertarians, how do they do it? Just Google We Are Libertarians. You can follow me on Twitter, at Chris Spangle. And uh, I'm posting all kinds of different articles, and and I hope you'll follow me there and, and see what I'm up to there. And on Facebook, 
And I also have lots of Tiger King memes, which you'll enjoy. <laughs> Chris Spangle, the We Are Libertarians Radio Network. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. 93 WIBC, Rob Kendall Show.